wandering journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. You can't be what you can't see. It's a saying that prompted a former AFL player to create a children's band so that his kids could be exposed to more than the bland musical world they were offered. Nick Gill is the founder of children's band The Quokkas, with a mission to show children a modern and inclusive Australia through song. After his AFL career, Nick went on to become a Channel 7 news reporter and then breakfast radio host in Newcastle, but it's writing songs for his twins that reflects the diversity of Australia that now keeps him awake at night. He recruited an elite group of musicians to form the Quokkas, with the attitude that they're learning as much from the kids as the kids are from the music. They've just released a new album called Songs for Everyone and have had their videos downloaded millions of times all around the world on themes such as body positivity, cooperation and kindness. Let's talk to Nick Gill and fellow Quokkas member Matt McLaren. Everybody's welcome. Thank you both for, for joining us on Streets of Your Town. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. And Nick, can you tell us a bit about how you pulled this band together? I mean, it's it's quite a uh, varied career you've had to date, but uh, it sounds like having kids changed a lot for you. Yeah, look, being a former AFL player and a radio host, it doesn't exactly normally channel into being a kid's musician. But, <laughs> yeah, the way it did work was back in 2020, I've got twins they would have been about three years old at that point and we just started looking at the media that they were consuming and there was a lot of unrest in the world at that stage and we thought well if they're consuming media that doesn't really allow them to realize that inclusivity and noticing diversity of cultures and backgrounds and abilities and stuff like that if they're not aware of all of that in the world then slowly they might grow prejudice because they're not seeing it so we decided to try and change the books that they were reading so that they weren't so say whitewashed and then we started looking at the tv shows they were reading and then we realized that there wasn't heaps of music around that had that kind of message of inclusivity and diversity it's so true when you when you sit down it's not till you really take notice of it that it really is quite stark isn't it yeah and so thought well i'm a muser i've been writing music for 20 years or so why not make a kids band that has exactly not only that premise in their music but 
the premise in the personnel as well. And that's how the Quokkas came about. It's a big challenge to take on. How do you do that? Is it just in the songs or is it also in the, the, the makeup of the band? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, look, it's in, it's in both. So I think there are a few bands that try and... No, not try, because I think they do a good job of it, that have songs with messages in it that we also would have a message about. But I thought the most important thing really is if you can't see it, you can't be it. And it's really important for kids to be able to see, not only hear the diversity. So we didn't really have a lineup in mind of who that would be in the band. I think it starts to become a little bit tokenistic if you're yes. like, okay, we need one person in a wheelchair and one person <laughs> who is Indigenous. It and is. It's a just, tough line to draw, isn't it? And And how to navigate that. Yeah, it is. So really, we just put it out and first and foremost we just wanted super talented people to be in the group and started putting the feelers out to who might be interested in a band like this and we got very lucky with the people that we had a mate of mine by the name of comedy levi just super talented singer he was there and very keen to join the band and then he had a mate called pamela and hyde she's done a lot of musical theater stuff very talented as well she wanted to come on board and then Matt McLaren, who's joining us today, uh, he was producing us already, Matty. And then how did you <laughs> well, kind of... Well, it, it's funny because, yeah, I was obviously recording and, and doing the, did the first few tracks with you guys. And I just had a, a son in the same year. So ah. um, it was new and fresh to me. And it really did align with sort of the same thing me and my wife were talking about, like, you know, finding good material for, for Owen to listen to. And, and obviously being a musician myself and being a blind musician... I always playing music at home and there's lots of music going on. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, he was listening to good stuff and, you know, again, come up against the same problem of the, there's not huge amount of, of material that we'd like him to listen to out there. So when a few songs into the Quokkas, I think I was actually like sort of secretly hoping they'd ask me to be in it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but then they did ask me like, yes, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to be involved. And yeah, that, that was that. And has it been a, a big jump for you as a classically trained musician? Or? Oh, oh, no, Maddie's a classically trained musician. I'm, right. I'm, a, I'm an absolute... Yeah, just learned bar chords. No, um, <laughs> Maddie's an absolute gem. I, I say this in front of him, hopefully not making him too sheepish, but... <laughs> One of the premier key players in the country, like just world class. And then, uh, and then the last step was Steph, who's a Dutch music therapist, and she was the, actually the only person in the end who actually had to audition. She came into the studio, sung some harmonies, and we just loved her vibe and her skill in Such singing. Good Such good energy. So then she was on board, and then we give we, her all the hard harmonies. We give her all the hard harmonies. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. That's Steph's job. <laughs> and, and Matt, I think a lot of uh, the parents would certainly re remember you uh, from your appearance on TV a little while ago. So can you... A million years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah, certainly it was one a, to remember. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really, really terrific experience. It was very much off the cuff kind of, you know, I'll just give this a shot and see what happens. And it just blew up way bigger than I thought it was going to... He was a grand finalist in Australia's Got Talent People. He wasn't just like <laughs> having a go. <laughs> <laughs> And it was digging out like some some good looking videos out of it, and it just like <laughs> it, it just snowballed so much. Like, I did not expect really? it. You thought that'd be cheap, did you? It was like I don't want to have to pay a videographer. Well, Why don't I get a production company by just getting on a national TV show? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, appreciate it. Smart, you know. So I mean, you could never make a. Uh, I could never afford to pay it like a, a full filler theater with a crowd and have like lighting and cameras and production and stuff. And it's a 
you know, TV channel to do that for me. <laughs> um, that was, it was an amazing experience. So it was it was a really positive experience and definitely um, was a, uh, a great platform to further my career because uh, outside of the Quarkers, I, I play, you know, weddings and parties and corporate gigs and stuff like that. So as a covers musician, so there was definitely uh, definitely helped with all of that kind of thing and hit a more profile. Well, how do you go about with the songwriting? I, I hear that the uh, the kids are pretty involved. Matt, <laughs> is your child involved yet or I want a bit young still? Yeah, he's, he's nearly four now, so he has a yeah. lot of strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> a lot of and it's funny how like a song that he didn't really connect with a year ago, now he's loving. Like These Words Rhyme is a great example of that, which is just a song all about rhyming words and, and you know, silly sort of little mini stories in each verse which all rhyme and end up at the end you know and a year ago when it well whenever it came out you know a while ago uh he just did not connect with it at all and now it's it's his favorite song um so it's funny how like over time as he's growing up he responds to different songs differently and uh you would have found the same too nick i'm sure yeah and look my twins who are now six both then and now were actually very heavily involved in the songwriting because you just don't necessarily think of what a three-year-old is thinking of. And so when you're doing stuff, early days we had a song called Outside the Car, just about things that you see outside a car. And they, you know, they're helping me write what should be seen outside the car. It's that simple. You want to do a song about their favourite food. What is your favourite food? We'll do a banana. We'll do a pizza song. And they were actually really useful in being able to get into the psyche of our target audience, which is, you know, zero to six-year-olds. And they've, they've got oh, some credits on the on the songs as well. Good on you. That's that's awesome. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean, credit where credit's due. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They've been writing a verse for me. There's songs that we haven't released yet, but uh, my daughter's got a song called um, Go, Go, Horsey, which is actually, she just <laughs> sung it into a voice memo, and I was just like, that's actually pretty catchy. And my son's got one. He wanted a song about a race car and he talked about all his favourite things about a race car. We put that into a song which we haven't released yet. And, I mean, they'll get the chief writing credit on those ones. They pretty much came up with them. Oh, that's great. And, I mean, to, like this is actually diversity in action, isn't it? I wonder how many kids' bands over the years really have written for children but really not actually really tried to get into the minds of children by talking to children about what songs they want to hear. Yeah, I, I don't think that you can fully remember that portion of your life or even partly remember how you how you log things in your brain is so different to how you do that as an adult and so to get inside the mind of a child just use the mind of a child i think even like outside the car it's like all these different vehicles and it's randomly the last verse is i can see a duck yeah like we'd never come up with that (laughs) no so you see ducks sometimes you nearly hit ducks and it's like well Let's not slam my driving too much, guys. I'm, I'm aware of the ducks, but, yeah, that's a good verse. <laughs> uh, my boy, uh, Ronan, is he's 13 now, but I'm trying to sort of – it just make it does make you want to think back and, and take think of the world through their eyes at that point. I think if, if he was about three or four, his song would have been What's That Plane? It was, it was always hilarious taking him to soccer games and stuff and just yeah. all the three-year-olds would just stop and look at the plane while the, the ball was flying past yeah. their place and face and things like that. <laughs> Um, so I might get him to work on that one. Yeah, we have a song called Dig, Dig, Digger for that exact reason. If, <laughs> if we were in the pram and we were walking about and there was any kind of construction, they would ball their eyes out if we moved on from the construction. And we could sit there for an hour and we'd just be sitting stationary for an hour watching a digger dig up a road. And even after an hour, you'd move the 
pram and you've just got to cop the crime. <laughs> and so that's where that one was born of. So you've got a few videos up and I see you've been downloaded more than two million times or something. So certainly is that success? That must be fulfilling. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. We are, I don't want to admit this really, but we're a kind of a learn as you go band. Mm. So we started, Maddie's certainly a, a very accomplished producer in the studio, but from a video point of view, we were pretty much just learning as we go and putting out videos and now we've done 40 of them but we're learning animation programs and how to shoot things and how to use green screen and stuff like that and we've just got to the point now we just released our first ever professionally done one by the pros and even with two and a half years of practice you look at the pros and go ah right (laughs) yes that's a hundred times better than what we could have done are we going to see you on tour or anything like that or you that's not really the way the the band rolls yeah, look, we've got big plans for the next 12 months mm-hmm. and these are all pie in the sky things, but it's good to tell people because then they might come true and if they don't, they can hold you account or insult you, whatever way they <laughs> want to go with it. But look, we are releasing an album and we're releasing eight professionally made videos and we want to pitch them to ABC. So essentially we want to get on what I think is the premier hub for Australian children when they're watching TV. And if we can get on ABC Kids, I think then you can grow that wider national appeal we've got listeners from all over the world but that wider national appeal and then i'd love to go on tour maddie what about you i mean i'm, I'm only in this to get on bluey <laughs> you want an animated yeah. maddie dog damn straight it, it's it's a slow <laughs> slow game trying to get to that to that goal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you can dream <laughs> but yeah it's gonna be fantastic like I know what gigs now when we have um, all these kids come along and they're singing along in front of us and they know all the words to it. That's super satisfying. Like it's, 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 well, it's better than satisfying. It's, 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 fan- it's a fantastic feeling that these kids are connecting with this music and they're responding to it so positively and they, and they are taking on the messages. They yeah. really are. Like y- you see it so clearly and, you know, <laughs> they're the first to le- lecture us about, you know, I know Owen is, he's the first to lecture me about what's right and wrong. You know? <laughs> <laughs> takes that from from the songs and you know it shows that putting that material in front of the kids does make does make a bit of a difference Do you hope that it might actually inspire other people to, yeah, just have that more diverse approach to whatever storytelling they're doing, I suppose? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the more diversity, the the better, I guess, in in any sort of art. Yeah, I think that just to normalise it is, is really, really important because if you just have a certain type of person that everybody is seeing doing the singing or dancing or whatever on their screens, then that's all that they expect to see in the world. And then it's a shock to them, which means they're going to react as though you would, whether you see any kind of shock. So the more that we can get it on screens, I think the better. And we've had like some lovely messages from like in particular, I had a lovely message about a year ago from a guy who's a, who's another, he's a blind parent. Um, he's got a blind kid and he was just saying that, you know, he, he felt represented and I get goosebumps thinking about that because like that's, that's so powerful and empowering for someone to see that. And like, you know, I'm, 
I don't like to think of myself as inspirational. I really don't love that word too much at all. But um, but like you know, I guess we're we're putting ourselves out there and doing stuff. And if people are seeing that, connecting with that, then that's that's wonderful. That's what it's all about. Oh, wonderful! And we'll hopefully see you up in uh, around in in wherever we live around Australia uh, sometime soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you having us. Thanks no worries. That was Nick Gill and Matt McLaren from children's band The Quokkas, making the world a more colourful and inclusive place for this episode of Streets of Your Town. is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. If you'd like to meet more everyday, incredible Australians, subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of Streets of Your Town, including Series 2, The Journo Project, on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please review and rate Streets of Your Town on your podcast provider, share the show with your mates, or join my Wandering Journo tribe of supporters at the Streets of Your Town website. Site, soyt.substack.com. Mm-hmm.